He's marvelous. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting Father. Jesus, the Christ. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this momentous occasion. Thank you for our dignitaries and their families. Thank you for our nation. Thank you, Lord God, for how you have blessed us. Meet us in your word. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. Forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. We'll not be long before you. I want to thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And to our clergy, to all of, of our recipients who received recognition awards to Amen. All of you who are present here this morning, as we reflect on where God has brought us from, both as a nation and as a people, we are thankful to him for his faithfulness. I am humbled to live long enough to be able to measure the medicine associated with my life. How God continuously blesses me in spite of me. I'm uh, thankful for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. This morning there's a text in Matthew chapter 8, uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 5, and there is an identical text, and it's not identical, it's similar in Luke chapter 7, we won't turn there, but I will give you the differences of the text. And in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, and when Jesus was entering to Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, verse 8, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and another come, and he cometh to my servant, do, and he, do, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that follow, verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in all Israel. I want to talk about a seen faith, transporting of a trust. Biblical faith, as we know it, is a personal confidence in our Christ. It is a powerful commitment of God to our comfort 
and it is a preemption in time of our conflict that faith is always indicative of God's favor, grace, love we do not deserve. And faith by definition is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Put another way, it is something tangible that you cannot touch, something invisible you cannot see. Something extraordinary you cannot emotionally feel. And when we begin to look at this transformation of faith that takes place in the life of the believer, it is God's enlightenment to our hearts. And when we look at this matter of faith, because James says, faith without works is dead. We witnessed in the Bible a woman wounded by internal bleeding, and the Bible says that she suffered with this internal bleeding for 30 some odd years, spent all of her money, could not be healed. And this woman, in an extraordinary way, began expounding to herself if I can just touch the hem of his garment. I'll be made whole. She had already, amen, preached to herself that if she could make it in the presence of Jesus, that the healing could take place within her. And, and, and what's extraordinary about this story is that the woman makes it to Jesus. She touches the hem of his garment. Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? And all the disciples said, Lord, this is a little ludicrous. There's hundreds of people out here. He said, no, someone touched me and virtue went out of me. Meaning somebody who touched me had an expectation to be healed. Do I have a witness? And, and, and when we see God by faith with expectation things begin to happen. Can I get a witness? A, 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 too many people uh, uh, look at faith as a dormant a, a, a situation. It, no, faith is active. Faith is action. Faith, faith a, amen, although it's invisible, faith, faith is something that we, we bring into existence as we are able to believe beyond our situations. And, and, and so we witnessed this woman, she, she was healed, and then we witnessed the wedding at Cana in John chapter 2 where Jesus and six of his disciples attend, and they ran out of wine, which is an embarrassment for a family. Mary comes to Jesus and said, they have no wine. Mary, and Jesus asked, asked his mother Mary, the woman, what do I have to do? This is not my hour. My hour has not yet come. And then Jesus points to six water pots that are empty, that were used, listen to this, for ceremonial cleansing. He says, fill the water pots with water. And here's the key. When you fill them with water, and when you go to the water pots and dip out the wine, he transformed water into wine, but 
the human amen aspect is you got to dip. By faith, you got to be able to believe that that water would be transformed into wine. Now, everybody at the wedding saw the water going to the, to the, to the, to the water pots. Everybody witnessed the water, but the governor who drank the wine said, I've never tasted new wine like this. So faith is not only touching Jesus' garment, but faith is the ability to dip at something that God told you to dip out and come away victoriously. It takes an initiative, it takes a faith, it takes a following. And then we know about the prodigal son who came to his senses and trouble will bring you to your senses. Can I get a witness? He came to his senses and, 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 and started talking to himself. Have you ever talked to yourself? Well, I've answered myself too. You, you, you talk, you talk. You talk to yourself, and, 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 and so when we look at the flurry of all of this, we come up on this narrative about a centurion. Now, for you Bible students, pay close attention, because no one scripture is of his own interpretation. God has given us four gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each of them have a different spin on a narrative. Matthew does not say what Luke says. Luke does not say what John says. John does not always say what Mark says. And when we look at this story, this story is only recorded, recorded in two of the four Gospels. And here it says that a centurion, a Roman soldier of 100 men, century, centurion, that his servant, verse 6, was sick of the palsy, paralyzed, and grievously tormented, and came to Jesus and asked Jesus to come and heal his servant. And Jesus said, I'll come. And then they get into this dialogue, and the man tells Jesus, he goes into this aspect of authority, and he goes into this aspect of Jesus just speaking the word, and contextually, the story deals with what Jesus did to a diseased woman and what Jesus did to demons out of hell. They, they, they came upon Jesus and ran. They exited. But now he's dealing with power over distance. Because Jesus Christ, son of the living God, because he was 100% man, 100% God, because he lived in a human body, he was restricted and localized to want to be at one place at a time. Do I have a witness? If Jesus, while walking on earth, his three years of ministry, if Jesus, oh, 33 years, if Jesus was in Jerusalem, he could not have been in Bethany because the restriction which he, as the Son of God, agreed to could not make him be everywhere at the same time. Do I have a witness? So one of the things that's key in this story is that uh, when we look at this story, the centurion comes to him, but Luke, don't turn, write it down. Luke chapter 7 gives us a completely different spin. Luke says that this centurion who was loved tremendously 
What do you mean by love? Well, the people in Capernaum loved this Roman soldier. Why? Because he built a synagogue. He built a synagogue for the Jews. He helped to use his own money to make sure that they, that everything was right in their worship experience. They loved him. And, and here's what they did for him. They loved him so much, they sent, they sent Jewish elders to Jesus to speak on behalf of a Roman soldier. And the Jews hated the Romans. So you can see the impact that this centurion had. Luke goes on to say that it was intermediaries that came to Jesus, not the centurion himself. And the intermediary met Jesus in the way and said, can you come to my master's house and heal his servant? And, and Luke says that the word servant means doulos. He was a slave who he loved, but he was sick and paralyzed. There are some differences in these gospel accounts, but what I want you to see most importantly is that we see a faith in the midst of trouble. Let me, let me stop, pause, and park because uh, trouble by design depletes our self-dependency. Hmm. If you're caught up in yourself, if you're caught up in pride, if your world is me, myself, and I, trouble will drive that out of you. I appreciate testimony of Senator Madden. I appreciate testimony of Senator Sweeney. Appreciate testimony of Congressman Noah Cross and all the rest. Mayor Wallace, Mayor Wright, Mayor Tiffany. I, I appreciate their testimonies. All of them went into their private lives and pulled out just enough for you to see that they too had to believe. They too had to trust. They too had to wait. They too had to work through certain situations. And, 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 and see this trouble, this trouble, this, this trouble, this trouble that I'm talking about. Jesus said, come unto me all ye that labor heavy laden, I'll give you rest. I want to point out three things about this centurion. First of all, his assessment of himself. He felt helpless. Uh, if you've never been there, Keep living. We will all get to a place where we're helpless. That if help does not come from another source, we're in trouble. I'm a person that's driven, diligent from the military, uh, dedicated, and and da 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 da. da. I'm gonna do what I gotta do, uh, you know. Whatever it takes. Suck it up, soldier. Keep moving. Da 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 da. da. But there were times in my life, in these 29 years of pastoring, that I felt helpless. Amen. Amen. Well Had no answer. Could not account for my inner emotions. Messed up in my thinking. And, 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 and I knew that a power from outside had to come in. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. He, and and, and he, 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 he was helpless, but he was accountable. He humbled himself. Do you know what it takes for a Roman in, in the first century to go to a professing prophet and ask for help? If we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, 
he will exalt us in due time. Humility says, Lord, I can't do this. I'm nothing in your presence. In this culture that we live, where everything is reflective of self. And I'm not getting on Facebook or I'm not jumping on those that are on Twitter and, and take selfies all the time and, you know, that uh, your phone is your arm and uh, whatnot. I, I have my own personal opinions. I don't think you should be eating dinner with a phone in your hand. I don't think you need to wake up and check out who texted you at night. You need to talk to the Lord first. <laughs> All right? I don't, I don't believe you ought, uh, Mayor Wright, you'll love this. I don't believe you ought to be driving the car, texting, or talking. <laughs> My God, today. You know what's so interesting about this culture? Think about it. Our grandparents followed Jesus. We want people to follow us. We come up with our own blogs. We come up with our own Facebook pages. And we're trying to get a, a gathering. Ask yourself why you want that. Many times we are damaged goods. We need affirmation. We need uh, approval. Ah, yeah. We need applause. We need appreciation. So we reach out to get it. That is called pseudo, a pseudo type support. The only one that can really build me up is Jesus. The only one that can make me feel whole is Jesus. Do I have a witness? And, and, so, and so, child of God, he was helpless, he was humble, and he was hopeful. Don't miss this. So, he, he realizes that helping his servant is out of his hands. It's 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 out of his hands. So, he sends intermediaries, and his request is, go talk to the master. Go talk to the Lord, and I want you to see this because he moves from the request to the recognition and his humility said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Now, now everything starts and stops with how you see Jesus. Kurios is the Greek word for Lord. If he's Lord, and he is Lord, no man can walk on water and break the laws of aqua dynamics. Lord, have mercy. No man can feed 13,000 with two sardines and a piece of bread. No, no man can wait till the fourth day when, when, when theologists of the first century said, if a man is dead three days, he's truly dead. Rigor Morris has set in and decomposition has set in, but Jesus said, you know what, just to shut up the skeptics, let me wait four days. And then he went on back to Bethany and had a nerve to go in front of a grave. And by this time, Mary said, well, well you don't want to go near him. He stinks. And, and that word stinks proves that Lazarus was truly dead. Sometimes, 
congregation, Jesus has got to wait till you and I really die before he can raise us up. I'm preaching up in here. I'm talking, I'm talking metaphorically. We got to go all the way down before he can lift us up. Man, and, and, and maybe that's why as you pray for your children, your grandchildren, and, 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 and others in your family, the reason the Lord has not rushed in and, and done anything because God is waiting for them to give an unconditional surrender. Uh, I, I, I watch the History Channel every day. I wasn't here in the, in, in the 30s and in the early 40s, and I, I, I wasn't here in the 20s. I, I, I try to recapture history, and the History Channel said the reason, one of the reasons that an uh, atomic bomb was dropped on Japan, because they wouldn't surrender. Germany, Hitler committed suicide. Germany surrendered. Mussolini got hung by his own people. Italy surrendered. But Japan wouldn't surrender. And MacArthur and them said, if we go in and take over Tokyo, we're going to lose hundreds of thousands of lives because they had kam kamikaze pilots who didn't care anymore. Now, whether that makes it right or wrong is not here or there. What I'm trying to get you to see is that God wants us to give up an unconditional surrender. God, God wants us to put up the white flag and say, Lord, I've tried it my way long enough. Lord, I can't make this thing work. Lord, I surrender. I give up my rights. I come to you, and I'm asking you to take control of my life. Look at this man's enlightenment. I'm not worthy. Everything that the Lord has done in my life makes me unworthy. Everything. I'm not trying to have some buoyancy where I'm sitting up taking credit for what only God can do. We, we, we say by the grace of God. Don't we say that? Every time I get on a plane, by the grace of God. When I land safely, it's the grace of God. Can I get a witness? Every, every time I take a long trip in the car, by the grace of God. Every, every morning I get up, by the grace of God. God, I don't deserve to be alive. I don't deserve to be who I am. I don't deserve to be where I'm clothed in my right mind. I could be on the side of the road. I could be in a padded room. I could be strung out on drugs. But God, who's rich, in mercy. You know when you and I will go forth when we understand where we came from. Do I have a witness? That the Lord is good. My place is not right for you to enter. Ah, my person is not right because I'm not worthy. My plea is God do something. My persuasion is a finished faith. And now we're going to see a demographic word. We're going to see a, a, yeah, 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 a distancing word, a deliberate word, a dynamic word, a dunamis word, a dynamite word. Jesus did not get to the man's house. He didn't have to. 
because the man met Jesus with the right heart. Let me, let me, let me talk about leadership. Leadership is accountable. Where much is given, much is required. I've got to answer for how I manage this flock the last 29 years. You don't have to answer for that. What you got to answer for is being submissive to my authority. I got to stand in front of Jesus with all these thousands of members and sheep and give an account. That's tough. And I can tell you now, I've already failed some things. Failed them this morning. Here's what I want you to see. A commander and an authority figure does not have to be present to issue an order. When orders come down from headquarters, people carry them out. Can I get a witness? So Jesus said, so, so the centurion tells Jesus, well, I'm a man of authority too. I have, I have soldiers. I tell the soldier to go do that. He does it. And, 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 and I tell him to come, and he comes. He doesn't question my authority. He does what I asked him to do, and Jesus becomes marveled and says, I have not seen this kind of faith in all of Israel. Because here's what the man was attesting to, your Lord. Whatever you say has to be done because your Lord do I have a witness? And, 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 so, and so, child of God, child of God, child of God, when you look at this narrative, it's not only the requests and the recognition, but the results. The results. The results. The results. My seven years in the military taught me how to obey authority. Sir, yes, sir. That was it. That was it. I came from overseas in 1971, 72. Had been over the 18 months. Went to Germany, went to Italy, went to different places in Europe, radar communication sites. And uh, had my promotion. I was a sergeant. I come back, had my ribbons. My next assignment is Kansas City, Missouri. Richard Kabar Air Force Base, major site. I walk in there and talk to the NCOIC, great guy, he's from Tennessee. He said, Gordon, we heard a lot about you. Welcome to our squadron. I said, thank you, Sergeant, and we got to talking. And I, I was just there, working and working and working, and because I was in so many different comm centers, one day he was on duty and he said, uh, good afternoon, Sarge. I said, hey, Sarge, how you doing? I said, look, can I have a word with you? He said, sure, nice guy. He said, what is it? I said, I got some ideas how to enhance this operation. He cussed me out. <laughs> he said, I don't want your blank, blank, blank ideas. We get awards every year for the best squadron. And I, I laughed. I laughed because he wasn't even open to a new idea. But we got to learn that he, Jesus was amazed, he was amused. Jesus says something 
very instrumental as this narrative ends. He says, verse 11, when we get to the kingdom age, the, the sons of Abraham and Isaac, who by genealogy should be at the banquet, will be put out. And the children who should not be there, talking about Gentiles, will be received. Verse 13, he says, go thy way. Now here it is. As you have believed, so may so it be done unto thee. And notice it says, and the servant was healed from that self-same hour. As you are going and believing, two participles, as you are I-N-G, going and believing, God says, your requests are answered. Why? Because you had a request, but you also had a recognition within yourself. We're three false water. If it got hot enough, we would evaporate. Can I get a witness? There's really nothing to us. And service is to serve others. It's not meant to serve us. It's to serve others. When Jesus washed the disciples' feet in John chapter 11, when he, in John 13, when he washed their feet, he took off his robe, his robe of authority. He put on a towel. And he said, what I'm doing, you don't know now, but later you will know. You know, when people thank God for your leadership is when you're able to get low. It's when you're able to serve. It's when you're able to wash. It's when you're able to relate to where people are. So on this Public Servants Day to our EMS to our firemen, to all the groups who serve, we, we applaud you. We thank God for you. We glorify God for you. In closing, here's what Jesus said about discipleship. If any man, woman or child would come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross, and follow me. What we have to figure out is what is our cross? Everybody here has a different cross. Can I get a witness? But whatever the cross is, we got to take it up. Can't leave it down laying. You got to take it up. A legacy is what you have done, and we live out our eulogy. When somebody dies, we don't sit there in a room, open up a tablet and a piece of paper, and start making things up. I'll say Wayne Jones taught discipleship. He was here every service. I say uh, uh, Lightfoot, amen, taught systematic theology. Green taught, and he did it again. And, 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 and Luther, Luther taught. Luther turned the air conditioner up so we wouldn't be hot. Bruce did wall builders. 
Gary did premarital counseling. Clefo did youth for years. What is your cross? Don't get crisscrossed. What is your cross? <laughs> Who are you serving? How are you serving? Why are you serving? Do I have a witness? The Lord will meet you where you are. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will direct you. But it's called a seeing faith. We got to serve with humility. Serve with a sense of carrying out an order from our commander-in-chief. The world will know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You want Jesus to come into your life, just raise your hand. We, this is a time for you to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose again. I believe you're God's only begotten son. Come into my life and save me. Is there one? Perhaps you want to join the church of the Christian experience. Is there one? Is there one? Praise God. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your participation and your presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to get low. Help us to be the leaders you've called us to be. Help us to become humble. Help us to have hope. But as we look inside of us, help us to feel helpless that we may look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we confess we can do nothing without you. Bless all these top dignitaries, Lord. Bless their families, bless their offices. Oh God, we pray that you would use them to your glory, honor, and praise. That Jesus may get the glory. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask all the dignitaries to come up front. Meet, you are dismissed. Pray for us. See you Wednesday. The Lord is good. The Lord is good.